step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thirty-three years ago, a high school student in Ohio finished up her shift at work, went home, and left again soon after. She was never seen alive again. Police have reopened the case several times over the years, releasing some of what they know to the public, but each time have come up short of answers. Decades later, rumors swirl. Rumors about drugs and the police. Rumors about the girl's family. She was just gone. Rumors about her co-workers. Well, why can't she come out and just say something to me, you know, or say hi? But then I kind of always got diverted out the door. As the case grows colder on this chapter of status pending, we re-examine the disappearance and murder of Gail Collins in 1987. I don't know what they were saying, but it was kind of like a scuffle-like type thing. And I remember Gail telling me at one time that she was trying to quit she didn't want to be uh she didn't want to talk to him no more and i said why she goes because i'm tired of what every i don't want to do what he wants me to do and around the truth we find a much more tangled web than we could have imagined Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Status Pending, a podcast covering cases which are unsolved, unresolved, and have lingering questions. I'm Scott Fuller, and I've been a journalist of different mediums for the last 15 years. And I'm Heather Wright, and I have a master's degree in behavioral psychology. In the summer of 1987, Lillian Gale Collins was a 17-year-old girl living with her mother in Dayton, Ohio. She was a larger girl with a gentle soul who preferred football to Barbie dolls and her family says that she was beloved by all. June 30th, 1987 in Dayton was warm and overcast. It was an otherwise normal Tuesday. Gail was out of school for the summer, and after sundown, she finished her shift at Bob's Beer and Wine, a liquor store near her home. Despite living just a two-minute walk from the store, for reasons unknown, Gail received a ride home from her boss after work that night. 
At about 11 p.m., Gail told her mother that she was going out for cigarettes. Gail's mom questioned her about this. She said that they already had cigarettes in the house and she could wait until the morning. But Gail was insistent. She told her mother that she'd be right back, and then she left the house. What happened to Gail next, and even where she went, remains unknown. There were two places near her house that sold cigarettes in a machine outside. A restaurant that was then called the Dog House, about a minute walk from her house, just around the corner on the same side of the main drag of East 3rd Street as her home. Also, Cassano's Pizza was about a minute walk from her house, just around the corner. It's not known which of these locations Gail went to in order to buy cigarettes from the machines outside, if either of them, or if she even intended to buy cigarettes that night at all. After Gail left her home on South Torrance Street, she was reportedly later seen getting into a white van nearby. And then Gail simply never came home. The following day, Gail's sister says their mom called the police trying to report Gail missing but they were told they needed to wait 24 to 48 hours before a missing persons report could be filed. It wasn't the first time a teenager would have decided to run away from home, after all. Police receive those calls all the time, and they always come back within a few days, if not a few hours. Well, almost always. Four months later, on October 16th, two men cutting wood found Gail's body in a town dump and landfill south of Dayton near the Miami River which is about 10 minutes, if you're driving, from her home. The county coroner said that the body had been at the landfill for several months and was only able to be identified through dental records. The blue jogging suit Gail had been wearing when she had last been seen was also found with her body, but notably, her shoes were not found there. No suspects were immediately identified by Dayton police, and it was reported only that Gail had been both strangled and stabbed. Gail had never been concerned about working at the liquor store near downtown Dayton, even at odd hours. She was in excess of six feet tall and weighed more than 200 pounds. As her friends put it, Gail could handle herself. And it was for this reason that Gail's mother, who has since passed away, did not believe a stranger abducted and murdered her daughter. She thought it was someone that Gail knew, and probably someone she trusted. Police have tried to resurrect interest into Gail's case at different times over the years, and most recently in 2006, when the Moraine Police Department reopened the case and resubmitted physical evidence for DNA testing. In all that time, only one unnamed person of interest was identified by police. And while their identity has never been publicized, police have said that the person was still living in the area as recently as 2006. Police believe that individual was also living in the area at the time of the murder and may have had access to an older model mid to late 1960s van, white in color, similar to the van that Gail was reportedly seen getting into shortly after she'd left her mother's house on the night she disappeared. Police have further speculated that their suspect might have been an acquaintance who frequented the liquor store where Gail worked. And that's where the case has stood for more than 30 years. Different detectives have taken the case and reached out to the media, but so far, answers have proven elusive. But just under the surface, there is more than meets the eye to this case. Surrounding Gail's disappearance are family secrets, rumors about local police and drugs, and possible suspects. And somewhere in the middle of it all is the truth about who killed the 17-year-old girl in Dayton, Ohio, 33 summers ago. Sources for this episode include the Dayton Daily News, reporting by Philip Morris, as well as the Associated Press. 
coming up on this chapter of Status Pending. There's a, a dumpster behind Cassano's. I would peek around because I followed her, curious what the world she was doing, why she wouldn't let me go with her. She has lived a lot of years in those 17 years. Someone from Cassano's seen her get into a van, a white van. You know, maybe that was another reason that the police were looking at the family for a moment, because there were family members that lived very close to where her body was found. She was just gone, and then they found her October 16th, 1987, in Moraine. 